Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are executive producers Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, psychic and author of Who Do Justice Magic, binaural production engineer Damian Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, Monthly co-host, Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. And monthly co-host, Kat Baldwin, author of The Forgiveness Workshop. If you are interested in contributing to this show, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and you'll find everything you need there. And now, without further ado, our guests for today are from The Rebus Project. And since I don't remember their names, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm Master Rebis, and I'm here with Astaro. Fantastic. And the way I found you guys was I was um, I read your book that from Amazon called Astral Sex and Cosmic Orgasms, Alchemy and Love. Um, oh, it is a fantastic nice. book. I really, really enjoy it. Um, Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you very much. It seems like almost every line of it contains some type of esoteric wisdom. That's true. That's true. We practice uh, in this field since uh, a long time. And we can say we are kind of knowledgeable in this area. So mm-hmm. it was an honor to be with by you and also thank you very much for asking us to be in this moment and sharing what we can share fantastic it's an honor to have you on as well um so what how did this book come about oh this book uh, uh comes from 12 years experience in sacred sexuality field and basically an entire path of awakening that uh, is my own biographical life. So this outcome, this book, uh, is just one of the books of Master Rebis. So the name I choose as author, writer, and creators. Um, it's, uh, it's a very sacred book, of course. It's a book I believe can help the soul to awake a superior consciousness. And also is a very practical manual to, to practice, to practice in, in both the 3D and 4D. So in different dimensions in order, uh, to, to ascend and especially to awake the inner sacred fire. Hmm. Um, in the book, I mean, th- there's so much in there. I know there's a lot of references to um, the alchemy also. Um, so like, where did the alchemy inspiration come from? Uh, I don't know if you, if you know the great master Samael Aun Weor is no. from Colombia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he founded a, a very big uh, organization, uh, Gnostic organization. And basically, he and the Gnostic organization that I joined for many years was uh, my first inspiration. Uh, other inspiration, of course, uh, I, I was taking from other great masters that I met uh, in this life. I was very lucky in this life. I was very lucky and I met very great masters and gurus. Uh, not only uh, from Italy, of course, some very good sense from Italy, mm-hmm. but also from other countries such as India and Colombia. Wow, interesting. Um, was any of this book channeled? What do you mean? You mean um, if... 
Did, like, like was, was, it, was it, did it come to you from like um, the spirit realm? Oh, yes, of course. Of course, of course. Hmm. Um, like, like, how did you um, achieve like that type of communication with the 4D? Oh, uh, to be honest, uh, uh, when you open your heart, step by step, uh, in the path of awakening your spiritual soul, that is a path of sacrifice, first of all, then uh, it comes naturally that you are in touch every moment uh, with the metaphysical realms and beings. In uh, a relative short time, you start to become a metaphysical being mm -hmm. and a spiritual being. It, you yourself, you realize you are a very spiritual being and you start to also awake some uh, very subtle uh, frequencies and parts of your being that allows you to do many interesting things in different dimensions. Um, when we enter, well, first of all, um, I mean, I don't even know what to ask. Like, I was going to ask how many dimensions are there. But I think sometimes, like maybe that's just a matter of of perception, anyway. Um, but but it definitely has to do with raising frequency, um, becoming conscious of love, and yeah. um, and also, you know, especially like like now, the last four or five years, it seems like um, there's been countermeasures. Like they've been creating a lot of fear to kind of prevent people from accessing these realms. So it seems like we're sort of at a crucial point in our evolution right now. Would you agree with that? Yes. Wanna say something? Um, well, as we progress into the future, there's more and more knowledge to be found, especially with this, um, these, these, uh, these ways of gaining the information nowadays. It's, it's very easy now with the internet and, finding more people and connecting with more people that know about uh, these kinds of things. So. Hmm. Yes, and honestly, I also believe it's a very fundamental challenge of the nowadays, of the present modern times, to share this knowledge in a good way, in a way in which people can uh, embrace this kind of knowledge with no fears and open themselves to these superior realities. Does any of this have to do with the um, us entering into the age of Aquarius? Every, every age uh, is somehow led by certain spiritual beings. So uh, those High, very, very high level of consciousness, they, uh, they simply are the entire age and the entire life uh, that is manifesting, uh, for example, for two, three thousand years and entering one uh, new age like the age of Aquarius, as you correctly said, mm -hmm. uh, simply um, is another way to say that we are entering in a new wave, in a new vibration. And of course, uh, this new vibration is bringing so many interesting challenges, uh, such as being multidimensional beings and... Um, being able to connect uh, the past, the tradition, the present, the only moment existing, and the future. So this capability of extending your soul in past, present, and future, I believe is one of the most important uh, things you have to to learn in order to expand 
yourself as a spiritual being. In the 4D dimension, does time actually exist or is everything happening all at once? Yes, uh, time exists uh, in 4D and also in 5D. Uh, it starts to vanish in 6D and is something pretty different starting from 7D. Um, do these dimensions somehow align themselves with the chakras in the body? Oh, oh for, oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. Uh, we have a, a, a subjective individual body that is the microcosmos. And so it's like the drop in the ocean where the ocean is the megacosmos and this megacosmos is the entire universe or nowadays the entire multiverse. Hmm. So as much as uh, you open your mind, training your mind through different spiritual practices, such as sacred sexuality, but not only, of course, yoga, reiki, meditation, uh, astral projection, and every, every kind of things that uh, a shaman was uh, us usually involved in, as much uh, you open, open and open those that you call the chakras, and opening those chakras means opening your being, your light body, to new layers, into new dimensions. Hmm. So what is the difference between um, sacred sexuality versus um, just doing it for pleasure or reproductive purposes? Sacred sexuality uh, is completely lead by heart, uh, wisdom, knowledge, and uh, completely um, transcending the animal instinct parts. So everything that is like a, a passion for the soul, everything that is an instinct is transcended. And the entire act is symbolized as a sacred ceremony. So it's giving you uh, a meaningful experience of the divine because it's not just uh, uh, a moment in which uh, you release uh, stress uh, uh, accumulating during the daily life, but it's a moment in which you get uh, a new divine energy thanks to the entire uh, sacred practice. Um, when, when a person is trying to have some type of sacred sexuality, is there any type of preparation or meditation um, that occurs beforehand? Of course, every, uh, <coughs> every sacred <clears throat> practice is bringing you in a superior state of consciousness, if it's a real sacred practice. And so, as much higher you rise, as much when then you move to the field of sacred sexuality, you are in a better mind setting in order to practice that practice. Mm -hmm. So, of course, practicing other uh, sacred practices, such as yoga, for example, or different rituals you can have in your daily simple life. I don't know, maybe also having a shower can be sacred. And if you do it with presence and with love, a lot of love for yourself, you expand your presence, your being. And when you are about to, to make sacred sexuality, you are different. You are <coughs> deeper. And so the practice will come out better. Um, with, with, like, 
can sacred is sacred sexuality i um when we do it in a physical form you know what we're doing with a partner um is that also occurring on an astral level as well um or can it do can so can the astral sexuality and physical sexuality occur at the same time and can we do them also you know separately yeah, it's not the totally sin time, but it's just a, a different time of the consciousness. So if you do, if you practice in in a 4D astral dimension, you can have uh, in uh, ten minutes, for example, what uh, you can have in two hours. If I'm explaining myself, right? Uh, but it's not the, completely without time because uh, for 4D is still a, a, a realm of manifestation. Manifestations only can be if there is a time. So you cannot have any manifestations uh, giving a, a pattern, giving a sequence with no time. Mm -hmm. So of course, even when you practice in the 4D, there is a kind of time, but it's simply a different time. It's not the time of the clock. Right. Uh, it is another kind of time. And uh, uh, yes, you were saying right. So if uh, you practice uh, uh, in the 3D and you practice correctly, then uh, when you are going to practice in the 4D, so in the inner worlds, then you know better how to do it. And exactly the same happened on the contrary. So if you practice a lot uh, inside, then when you do it uh, outside in the 3D, then you know better how to do it. Hmm. That makes perfect sense. When doing it asteroid, um, is there any risk of... Um, one, not connecting with the right person or being affected by any type of negative entities? Yes, there is this danger. There is this danger, and this danger can only happen when some ego part uh, comes into the game and try to disconnect you, distract you, confuse you in some ways. Of course, you can think... Uh, at a certain point, you, you believe uh, you are connecting with the, the right partner, but this may be wrong mm -hmm. for some reason. And some reason are some uh, pains you are still uh, having in your uh, subconscious mind that uh, moves you to do some things that are not completely aligned uh, with the Supreme Consciousness and the heart. But uh, in any case, everything is perfect. So every mistake, uh, every moment we fail in doing some practice will teach us and will uh, help us to evolve into a superior being. I, I completely agree. There is no such thing as a mistake. Everything is a learning experience and we grow from them. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, completely. With the astral sex too, um, like if I'm having sex outside of my body, how does that result in an orgasm? Because one of the, part of your book is the cosmic orgasm. Like, how does that happen, and what is it? Yeah, th this is a lot about alchemy. So, in order to answer this properly, I should. Uh, invite you to follow an alchemy course level one at least because uh, uh, there is a, a transmutation of your substance that change your mind uh, and open your mind in order to get to the cosmic orgasm mm -hmm. um, you know when I look at um you know, I can sometimes like, like you know, one of the terms for orgasm is like little death or something like that, which also would mean birth, in my opinion. Um, 
So sometimes I, I look at our entire existence of the universe and as the cosmos as one giant orgasm. Like maybe like the Big Bang itself yeah. was like this instant, an incredible orgasmic expanding experience. Yes, definitely. It's, it's a, a good way in which we can see the Big Bang and the entire multiverse like a uh, an ecstasy continuously exploding uh, from within the very heart of the consciousness. If that is the case, is it possible for us to connect with that energy and keep ourselves in a continual state of orgasmic bliss? Of course. Of course, that's the goal, and uh, that's what what we teach uh, in our school. What we try to traman to to give to other souls, and in order to to get to this goal, uh, you need the proper, sometimes long training. So it's, it's usually not something that you just achieve uh, in. Uh, one day of conversation, but uh, is a long training because you need to be trained into recognizing all the parts in you that are not divine, and uh, you need to be trained in just joining the divine parts in you in every moment. Hmm. Can you give me a little bit more detail on um, what parts of us are divine like, and that we can recognize and some of the things that are not divine that we need to um, shed? For example, I have a very, very interesting topic and question. Thank you very much for this. Um, just uh, I'll give you just this little example. How many people think they are blissful based? So that their very being, that their very core being is blissfulness. And uh, so they re realize that in the moment they are not uh, in a blissful state of mind, then they are not themselves. They are not really themselves. So uh, just uh, realizing that uh, if you want to 24 hours be uh, your divine, you need to be blissful base is a very good realization. So in the moment you find yourself angry or you, you find yourself uh, bored, then you are not blissful base. You are not in the sacred heart of the world. So in that moment, of course, you are falling down. It's a fallout from your divinity. And uh, that's the point, that's the moment uh, uh, in which uh, you cannot uh, stay in that ecstasy, you cannot stay in that uh, uh, superior being. Mm. So it needs to be trained. Your soul needs to be trained into a superior wave, into a superior frequency. Like Buddha and Jesus Christ, they were pretty much uh, a very, very high divine frequency. And they, mm, they required the entire life to understand the path and to understand how they can remain in that level. That's, um, you said a lot in that, in, in, in that answer. Um, because I know, for me anyway, it's, it's not easy for me to always maintain a positive, blissful state of mind. It's yeah, I understand. And another thing that you should avoid is uh, powerlessness thoughts. Powerlessness streams of thoughts. For example, when you say... Uh, for me is not easy or for me is very difficult too. This is a powerlessness ah. thought. Do you think that God can have this kind of thoughts? No. 
Yeah. So now you are one step closer <laughs> to your divinity. Hmm. Um, what, what type of practices um, do you suggest for people to um, control or, or negate uh, those negative human tendencies? Yes, that's another very good question. You want to say something? So, um, I believe uh, that uh, there are infinite ways to uh, clean the darkness uh, in you. There, there is not just one way to clean the darkness in you and to heal yourself completely coming back to your original state uh, of divineness. Uh, there are different ways and different paths. So in different cultures that I studied every <laughs> every moment in my life, I was studying a different culture. Mm -hmm. uh, you, if, you, if you took a look in our website, we offer different kind of paths. Yes. So Munaiki from this Indian uh, shamanism or uh, we also uh, practice Gnosticism, sacred sexuality. Uh, we practice uh, Aboriginal shamanism. We, we, we have gone through different uh, old uh, ancient knowledges. And so my final um, assumption is there is not just one path or just one way, but you can find your way. And exactly find your way is what you need to become yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and then you can teach what uh, is your way. But uh, for most of the people uh, in Western societies, there are uh, kind of psychological uh, works that are very useful in order to clean the uh, psychological uh, defectual um, parts. So, uh, for example, laziness. Right. Let's talk about laziness. Well, laziness uh, is something that kills your your activity, your your divine positive uh, activities during the daily life. And some people just simply don't know how to deal with laziness. Uh, in the moment uh, uh, you find that laziness is not you, is not your real self, uh -huh. is not uh, your real being, and you realize this, this will unclutch, just this will unclutch your new divine being. Same way when you, when you realize that... Uh, your divine being is not made of fears, but is made of positive values. And so you think, oh, uh, now I have, you, you realize uh, uh, I have fear of this, uh, this and that, or whatever. I'm scared of taking a bath because uh, I fear the waters. And then you realize, but this cannot be myself. So you realize you need to work on it. And that's the turning point, because until the people don't start to have a conscious work on their, let's say, negative patterns or fears or traumas or whatever, until they don't realize there is a, a work needed and is needed. It's not something that we can say, okay, I can not do this. I can just do something as noise is fundamental in order to become mature beings, then uh, this change your mind and then you start to work uh, uh, systematically on every negative part in you. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that you said, and I completely agree with, and it's actually part of the purpose of why I do this podcast and the way I do it, is I try to cover a lot of different topics. Um, 
And, and I encourage my listeners to experiment with different things that they might hear on this po- podcast, whether it's astral projection or whether it's the occult or alchemy or the tarot or or whatever, aliens. You know, I, I asked them ayahuasca. You know, I asked people, you know, you know, that there's no one certain way to connect with divinity. But it is good to have a lot of different things to experiment with and find it for yourself. Because if people don't find it on their own and are, are just told what to do by a guru or whatever, um, it's not really finding their own true divinity. What they're doing is just following a path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree uh, completely with that. Uh, if you are already enough connected, you can be in touch with the truth in you. And the truth in you is a very specific point in your heart. Uh, when you ask to this uh, very specific point in your heart, uh, there is the answer. There is inside the truth. So you know what to do and you only follow your real flow, your flow of love and evolution. And when you are in this flow, everything is okay. So you, uh, everything is going right. And um, when you are in this flow, you are naturally connecting more and more. The problems come. The, the challenges comes when you you lose your flow mm-hmm. and in that moment uh, uh, some very much connected beings like masters masters simply is someone who realizes the divine in himself and so they can mirror you in a way that uh, you can regain your flow perfectly so uh, I'm not at all against uh, masters, but uh, uh, I, I do believe that there is a, a confusion on the, the figure of the master itself. So a real master, a true master, is a pure spiritual soul that uh, is um, uh, someone who don't want to impose you what uh, uh, what he believes is good for you, but is uh, just giving you yourself. It's just uh, reflecting and giving you back what is your real self. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, um, you know, the, the these masters, these enlightened people that are are around, they're they're there to offer us guidance to to. Um, you know, point the way, but they aren't necessarily the way. Yeah, and they are also archetypes. Mm-hmm. It means uh, you can find the master speaking through anybody. Yes. So, so sometimes you think, ah, this guy is the master, and then you identify the guy, the physical form, with the archetype of the master, but it's not correct. Because the archetype of the master is the real master. And the real master is uh, uh, transpersonal, is, uh, um, is not uh, uh, simply just uh, one person or body or soul, but can, can appear through and manifest to everyone. So we, in order to embrace the real flow, the real... Uh, liquidity of the of the flow of life and awakening we have to remember that everyone in every moment can be our master if he is or she or it is channelizing that archetype that's a very profound thing you know to you know and when 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 people when we view life through that perspective that everyone or anybody can become or be channeling a master at any time, I think that almost makes certainly would make me reevaluate how I engage with other people and other beings. Mm. Yes, it's a good uh, uh, it's a good shift in perspective when you start to think like this. 
you you break uh, uh, some uh, rigid structure that uh, you may have in uh, identifying uh, people and characters. Identification is always something that brings a kind of suffering. So the best uh, uh, is to remain conscious that uh, every identification uh, may be sometimes to consider more fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is the purpose or what is the benefit of people experimenting with these practices to elevate their vibration? Oh, the benefit is immense, immense, a completely much better uh, life experience. Uh, when, when you expand your divine being, your presence, every detail of every reality becomes so significant, so meaningful, so uh, expressing the divine itself and you really start to live in that blissful state I was speaking about before and you feel one with the entire cosmic being uh, you feel fulfilled from divinity and satisfied completely um, you lose all this uh, very mortal low-level attraction and desires and, you know, sometimes stupid things that the people get into. And you start to give value on what is really important uh, in life, like human relationships, like uh, uh, brotherhood uh, and joy. And you start to live in this joy 24 hours. So... Basically, uh, you cannot be sick anymore. You cannot uh, uh, be, you know, in that low-level energy that some people experience when when they lose themselves because they sometimes they do some wrong things and and then their energy is like oh, oh, very very low. If you maintain uh, your center, the energy is always high. The energy is always uh, positive, and you can really uh, believe me, uh, it's 15, 16 years on this mortal life experience, I'm not having neither a flu. So I'm always, always very much uh, healthy and sharing my healthiness and Mm -hmm. sharing what I am. Awesome. Um, One of the things that, like, that has attracted me to all of this is um, I had my own experience, an out-of-body experience that was very, very blissful and profound and peaceful and absolutely amazing. And it changed wow. my life forever. Um, and, and ever since, though, that happened, I've been sort of chasing that feeling, you know, because I want to feel, you know, it's like, like when I had that experience, like this is how I want to feel forever. You know, I want to feel like I am at the center of the cosmos and everything is absolute bliss and, and, and energy. Um, and I find that um, difficult to achieve or, or you know, it, maybe that's the limitation. Maybe it's because I'm thinking that while I'm still in the physical body. It's like I almost feel like I have to go outside of my physical body to have that experience. Yeah. Uh, my approach in this, in this topic uh, is to warn people to, uh, do not get, uh, um, too much, uh, um, desiring, um, peak experiences, but remembering that, uh, uh, is here and now, even in this body, that uh, we realize ourselves. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people um, uh, get uh, a, a kind of, we can say, little uh, addiction to peak experiences. Yes. Peak experiences, I mean, the experiences of the highest ecstasies that you can imagine that 
maybe you try a plant, um, a master plant, or uh, in a sacred sexuality uh, practice, or uh, in a very deep meditation out of body, then you get that peak experience, and then you come back uh, and say, oh, but I want to stay always there. Yeah. And then you are not uh, loving your here and now, your new state of mind. But uh, the key is to learn how to love every moment uh, in order to transcend uh, this level, in order to transcend this uh, horizontal, uh, historical level of existence and to get uh, in ecstasies and to maintain the frequency very high. Another key is uh, will. Uh, will is power, is not just a way of saying, but uh, if you will to get there, you can get there in every moment. You can get there whenever you want, uh, without uh, any uh, plant or without anything, just willing, deciding, consciously deciding, I want to be that frequency. And then you just, you just fly in that frequency. Um, some people experience those highest frequencies and then they come back uh, and as I say, they say, oh, but uh, now how, how can I come back there? I want to stay there all the time. And maybe sometimes some uh, desire of this thing can uh, appear. If there is a desire, desire is always belonging to ego mind. Because the divine mind has no desires. And so... And so, if you have the desire of being something else, uh, you are not getting there, but you are getting much, uh, much more far to that point. The, the key is the will. The key is uh, consciously you, you declare to yourself, I can do it in every moment I want, but I don't need it. I don't need it because I love myself so much that even in this simple state of presence in my physical body, in my studio, in my uh, occupation, when I'm just talking with the two guys in Costa Rica, I'm experiencing the divine. If you vibrate like this, it's then easier for you to, to jump in that higher state. I want to try that. that. That makes so much sense because the desire to be somewhere else becomes its own block. But to will it anytime I exactly. want and to know that I can do that and not have to be in that state all the time, it, it, it makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. It's genius, <laughs> really. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we love to share the genius. <laughs> it's great it's fantastic because um, it grows it grows when you share the genius it grows hmm. um, does this wisdom and knowledge limit itself to human beings or does it extend itself to beings on other planets like extraterrestrials and multidimensional beings yeah of course again you are right there are infinite beings that can uh, uh, enjoy this knowledge in the multiverse. And uh, when you realize yourself deeply multidimensionally, you realize you are not just living this experience in this body, but you are living in many different bodies and in many different parallel universes. This realization uh, makes you feel one not only with uh, all the human beings of the planet, but uh, also with the extraterrestrial beings. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, a long, long time ago, if you were to say that to me, I would have said, I wouldn't have been able to comprehend it. Um, but it does now, like, to me, it, it aligns a lot with, like, like, um, the Buddhist enlightenment experience too, where, you know, he was just like, 
you realize that he just existed everywhere. Yes. It's incredible. Um, are there beings, do you think, like extraterrestrial beings and multidimensional beings that are trying to help the human race raise its vibration? Yes, exactly. Exactly. This is what is is happening. And uh, it is just... Uh, uh, it's just the way in which the our self in the future are loving our self in the past. Mm -hmm. So th does that mean like one of these techniques that I've heard about um, for healing is to almost like time travel backwards? Time travel, yes. Yeah, and and go back and, and talk to that past self and say. Yes, you know. yes. <clears throat> exactly he, he in the same way. Exactly in the same way you can uh, think about yourself uh, in this lifetime uh, when you were a kid, when you were a young boy discovering the world, and you can reconsider those dimensions. You can embrace those lifetimes and somehow being with uh, that uh, little uh, young Gary walking that that street mm -hmm. in the same way a very superior being that is uh, no more a mortal being but uh, is uh, uh, living many different lives can come back uh, into the consciousness of a mortal lifetime and give some little tips and advice uh, and help us uh, to reach that uh, superior state. Hmm. Wow. Um, one of the things, too, that I have encountered a lot with doing this podcast is people that have had contact with multidimensional beings and extraterrestrials afterwards they tend to come back themselves vibrating at a higher rate and have the ability to heal other people and help them vibrate at a higher rate yes yeah yes this is this is exactly uh what we are doing <laughs> mm -hmm. this is exactly what we are doing and we believe uh, uh, is not a hobby, but is really a life mission uh, because we know how important it is uh, to vibrate uh, this way in order uh, to create the future we want. It is a future of harmony and peacefulness in, within all the human beings. And this is why we are creating this project, uh, this Rebis project. Uh, and this is why now we want to uh, manifest uh, as more um, collective evolution we can. Yeah. In this project, uh, we are now trying to build uh, all over the world uh, different eco-villages in which we can set uh, shamanic communities and so people who are already in this uh, higher frequency in order to, you know, just, just to have uh, points of force, of light, that can then heal the entire planet. Hmm. So, so, when did you start this project? Oh, this project, uh, uh, in my lifetime experience, started just uh, uh, two, three years ago, uh, maybe four. But uh, now I recognize that the project uh, was uh, already born before I born in this body. Ah, interesting. Um, 
so like what is the future so, so you mentioned that you wanted to start communities that that are bring in people to help heal the planet and help raise the vibration um yes you know when we're talking about each other but i've also had other guests talk about um not just raising the vibration of each other but actually raising the vibration of the planet itself sure the planet itself is a living being is a, a divinity itself mother nature is is a a divine being that we have to honor and we cannot just treat uh, like uh, an object because it's also a subject it's also a subject and we have like the druids or the shamans of the ancient times we have to respect this uh, divine subject and uh, so it's no more possible to keep uh, polluting uh, the planet to keep uh, wasting plastics uh, and all these uh, bad behaviors that in the last uh, centuries the humans have had. But it's now the time really to a conscious, global, ecological new uh, wave. So ecological uh, in the sense of uh, not only in the materialistic sense, but also ecological in the spiritual sense. Yeah. So, new concept of ecology, but uh, that creates uh, ecosystems of enlightenment of the human beings that can spread a new wave, and a wave of a consciousness in which the harmony is the base. Harmony within the humans and harmony within the nature. That's beautiful. Um, it, when, if humans are able to have the experience of, you know, bliss or cosmic orgasm, is the Earth also capable of that because it's a living being? And if so, what would it be like? Like, what effect would that have on us? Probably would be like the dream of all our lives, all the lives are living on earth and so a big dream in which all the lives are all together uh, would be the cosmic orgasm of planet earth hmm. if, if, if a person experiences or, or like say say a person is, or a planet or, or whatever is able to exist in a state of cosmic orgasm for eternity do they then become their own creator of their own realities in their own dimensions and their own living beings that they're able to manifest themselves hundred percent wow so essentially we can become our own creators and our own gods of our own universes and start, start and start our own own system Yes, exactly. That's the challenge. And that's the challenge of freedom. Because remember that, uh, as John Gottlob Fichte, a very good uh, philosopher from, um, from Germany, uh, was saying, uh, John Gottlob Fichte was saying, uh, being free is nothing. Becoming free is divine. Hmm. That's very, uh, it's amazing, actually, you know. Um, are, are we already free and not know it? Is there just like ignorance clouding our judgment? Sure. Ignorance uh, is probably one of the worst uh, evil things <laughs> that we have to try to avoid. So in order to avoid ignorance... Uh, uh, in a good uh, education system that builds the souls is what we need. So we need a, a, a system of education that is not just building uh, our uh, intellect uh, or intellectual knowledge, but that is building 
uh, a comprehensive knowledge, a holistic knowledge of the soul. I agree. You know, I, I think in some ways our own education system is a bit backwards. I think if we get people to want to evolve, you know, from a spiritual side, no matter what path they choose, that's going to spark them to want to learn the more intellectual things rather than learning the intellectual stuff first and then going on to the spiritual. Mm. Yes, I agree. Want to say something? Yes, yes, I, I completely agree with that. And that's also part of our mission. So since last 10 years, I've been walking this planet, uh, healing, helping and teaching. And uh, in, within the Rebis project, uh, uh, we consider ourselves uh, as, a cent as centers of awakening, and we consider ourselves as a school, mm -hmm. uh, a school of spiritual education. So we, we are glad that uh, now with the, this interview, we can share a little bit more our project with the world. Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the things I noticed about your website, too, is you offer a lot of different educational um, experiences on different topics, everything from Reiki, shamanism, um, astral projection, um, what else is there, channeling, um, alchemy. You have all that on your website for people to learn how to do sure. it. Which is, which is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much, brother. You're welcome. Thank you for, for doing this work and, and, and putting all those different types of paths into one place for people to experiment to help them find their own way that's going to work for each individual. Because culturally, exactly. we're all programmed differently, and we kind of have to poke around a little bit, unfortunately, to, to find out which way is the best way. Yeah. 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 We are sincerely been working the last uh, six months a lot in improving this project and, uh, you know, translating the books, um, opening up in social medias and building the website. But uh, I can say that uh, even now, after one, two years of working on this idea, the project is maybe about to burn. So it's, it's, it's not uh, already uh, uh, starting, probably the real blossoming of this project will be, we will see in the next year, the real big expansion of this project. Yeah, yeah. And this is something too that, a lot of more people are are looking into more and more people. I would say even like since I've been doing this for about a year and a half, over this year and a half, I've seen a lot more interest in these type of topics. Yeah, also, there is a reason for this because and, uh, before the nowadays, uh, all these topics were completely secret and exoteric. Mm -hmm. So it, it was not uh, allowed at all to share information about uh, the invisible worlds. So from the, the schools that were managing this knowledge, uh, more or less everywhere in the world, they were having a strict uh, idea of uh, maintaining the secret uh, about everything. And so there was not uh, um, a diffusion, uh, a, mass, a massive diffusion of those kind of spiritual contents. Mm -hmm. In the last, uh, we can say, 30 years, the thing changed a lot. A and lot. I, I, would, I would say, especially thanks to Internet, uh, some, uh, yeah, thanks to many different things, the entire society is changing. Uh, Reiki itself uh, was a very selective practice, mm -hmm. uh, so just few lineages, 
and now you can find uh, more or less one Reiki master in every city of the world. Probably, oh, yeah. probably now in the big cities you can find like hundreds of Reiki masters. Sometimes the quality uh, slow down a little bit because of this massification. But at the same time, now there is a, a bigger base of people that can receive this kind of teachings. Yeah, it has certainly grown a whole lot since I've been into this. I mean, although I've been doing this kind of stuff probably since I was like 12 years old and started reading tarot cards when I was a kid. So I've been at this for a long time. And I've done everything from, from that to Kundalini Yoga, Buddhist meditation, um, you know, all kinds of things. And, uh, and, and remote viewing. Uh, I've tried it all. And it's a, one of the cool things about it is they all, they all prove um, that what you're talking about is, is real. Yes. Yes, yes. Hmm. Yes, we oh. are. We are definitely in a new era. You were saying the Aquarius era. So definitely I agree with you. Now, comparing the nowadays to 30, 40 years ago, we are completely in a new era, in a new world, in a new landscape of the cultures. And uh, finally, we are raising a global consciousness and uh, a global evolution. Yeah, yeah. And, and I appreciate you for, for doing that. Um, so it has been a pleasure talking with you today. And I really appreciate you coming on. And I would love to have you back again. Um, sure. So before we wrap things up, where is the best place for my listeners to find you and find your books? The books you can find in Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, just searching uh, the name of the author. This is Dr. Rebis, Rebis. And I would say in every book, there is not just me, but there is a, <laughs> a group uh, of souls co-working together and uh, I always perceive myself lies like a <clears throat> collective consciousness uh -huh. so this is the main reason I didn't want to express those content, those stories, those knowledges uh, using a personal name but using a name that I consider a name of an avatar means uh, a name of a collective consciousness, of a collective spiritual energy that, uh, that, that is uh, one and many and that is, uh, you know, collecting many, many life experiences. So the books, yes, you can find in Amazon, uh, in our websites, of course, uh, also you can find all the links mm -hmm. and in our social medias. All right. Well, I will put all those links in the notes of this episode so my listeners can find you and check out your project, take some of your courses, um, and, and read your book. Like I, I know that the, uh, um, the book that I got was also available on Kindle Unlimited. So if, you have, if people have Kindle Unlimited, they can get the astral sex and cosmic orgasms. Um, you can, they can read it for free with the Kindle Unlimited subscription also, um, which is cool because I love like, reading books off of that. <laughs> uh, I suggest you also Archetypes of the Warrior of Life mm -hmm. and Seferiel and the Genius. Wow. Very nice book. Yeah, I had to check those other two out. Um, so, yeah, this has been great. I loved having you on. You are welcome back anytime. And um, just hang on for one moment, and we'll wrap it up, and I'll play the outro.
also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the cost of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of this page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. You can also buy the book Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need. You can find it on Amazon and it will change your life. Because remember, everything that it says...